Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast of Church on the Back Deck. Today we're going to examine uh, a question of what does God expect from our words, the words that we use. And as always, we are continuing our journey towards a religion that promotes equality, peace, love, and acceptance, and at the same time examines parts of the Bible with regard to what God may or may not have said. And remember, this is in the spirit of, have we actually misrepresented God in thinking the entire Bible is the inspired Word of God, as opposed to some of the Bible being simply what men have portrayed God to be? We're going to start today by looking at a part of the Bible that could very well have been the inspired Word of God. And these would be great words for us to live by. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. You know, I think we could sum this up in saying we need to watch what we say. And at first look, this may sound weak and soft, but I don't think that's how these words are intended. The definition of unwholesome is simply detrimental to physical, mental, or moral well-being. So to not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth would mean we would not say things that are detrimental to somebody's physical, mental, or moral well-being. Too often today, things are said with the intention to hurt someone and to cause them pain, or to belittle them and make them look foolish. Simply stated, this would mean that we would not use our words to intentionally hurt someone, cause them pain, or try to belittle them. So, if we are doing this, this would not be what God wants from us. And before we start to justify, wait until we read a couple of paragraphs down. So I think we could also look at this means to build up and don't tear down. And too often today, we see people using words that tear people down, make fun of people, or try to make them look foolish. These verses tell us that we need to be about building other people up, not bringing them down. Building people up includes things like encouraging them, trying to understand them, and being able to have a two-way conversation with them. Too often today, we tell people what they need to do based on our view of the world. We're not interested in what they have to say because we already know that they are wrong and we are right. This is not building someone up according to their needs. Instead, this is discounting what someone else has to say because what we think we have to say is more important. We should intently listen to what others have to say so that we understand what they are saying in order for us to be able to intelligently engage in a two-way conversation that builds both parties up. We may not all agree, but that's never a reason to tear someone down, make fun of them, or make them look foolish. We need to make sure our words are beneficial to those who listen. If our words are cutting and tear others down, no one will want to listen to them. 
In fact, there are other verses that give great insight into what this should look like. Colossians 4, verses 5 and 6 says, Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. If we think about outsiders as those who think differently than we do, we can understand that our words should always be full of grace and seasoned with salt, or in other words, leave a good taste in someone's mouth. Words that are beneficial are words that someone can hear and think about and not simply just reject. These verses would definitely be something God would want us to do. All right, let's change directions for a minute and let's look at something contradictory that would likely not have been the inspired word of God. And we need to remember first that in Psalm 139:16, David says the following about God. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So again, this gives us a clear indication of an all-knowing God. So would an all-knowing God have regret? Genesis 6, 5, and 7 says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. All right. An all-knowing God would have known what human beings would be like on the earth and would not be surprised by their actions. In knowing this, God would never say that God regretted making human beings and wanted to wipe them off the face of the earth. In addition to this, we can also be fairly certain that there is no way the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. In earlier accounts, we have references to people who were good, not evil, And each of us know, as selfish as some of our thoughts can be, we are not like this all the time. Each of us do have the desire to do good deep down inside. So these words are not likely the inspired word of God, but rather the words of man. Okay, let's look at something else. Murder or not murder? So another contradiction occurs related to the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20.13 says, You shall not murder. But then we compare this to a passage in Leviticus, and we find the following. Leviticus 24.15 and 16 says, Say to the Israelites, Anyone who curses their God will be held responsible. Anyone who blasphemes the name of the Lord is to be put to death. The entire assembly must stone them. Whether foreigner or native-born, when they blaspheme the name, they are to be put to death. So, the Ten Commandments tell us we're not to murder. But then, the law that Moses gave from God says, 
If someone blasphemes the name of the Lord, the entire assembly is to murder them. Now, not that this isn't confusing enough, but the following verse adds even more confusion because Leviticus 24.17 says, anyone who takes the life of a human being is to be put to death. Okay, so we're told not to murder. Then we're told that all of us must murder someone who blasphemes the name of the Lord. And then we're told that anyone who takes the life of another human being must be put to death. In this scenario, each of us would have to be murdered because we murdered someone else, as we were commanded to do. In the end, this would lead to us killing each other as commanded, with the last person having to take their own life. I think we can be certain that these would not be the inspired words of God. Now again, please remember, my intent is not to destroy anyone's belief system, but perhaps to strengthen it. Over time, we've turned the Bible into God. And when you can open your mind and look at the entirety of what the Bible says, it becomes very clear that some of it would not be what God would have said at all. The reason this is so important is because some people use the Bible for superiority, exclusion, judgment, and condemnation, which is a direct contradiction to what God would want. When we finish this journey, my hope is that it will allow for less division, conflict, and hate, and allow for more equality, acceptance, peace, and love. I appreciate you all tuning in today. Give some thought to what we've talked about. Let it sink in. Mull it over. Don't take what I say. Let God lead you and see how he guides you in looking at these different scenarios. I'd be welcome for any comments, suggestions you have for future podcasts. Again, thank you guys. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.